maxing out APM and leveling up. Skill shots, build orders, gotta gear up with legendary drops. So let's go and do the daily grind. What's up, everybody, and welcome to the Daily Grind again with your hosts Sean Cop and Miles Eshenik. Ew. Miles, how are things? Things are good. A uh, little under the weather. Uh, weather. I can't even talk. Da under weather. the weather. Got that wascally wabbit. <laughs> Over here in California, I didn't think it was possible to be under the weather. You know, I guess. Now you guys got that rain. Yeah, right. We're dying of thirst out here and stuff. I uh, got yeah. a little sick last week, so took Friday off and been laying low and still kind of kicking my butt a bit. So that's why I sound a little bit different this week. Uh, other than that, it's summertime's rolling in, so yeah, can't complain. The weather's picking up, getting us in the yeah. 70s today. We're going out to the beach this weekend, so nice. life's good. How about yourself? Yeah. Uh, well, I feel ill for a different reason, and the fact is, is that I no longer have a job at my liquor store because they closed down, but there were some epic beers drank about like two nights in a row and i feel horrible my body just hates me <laughs> yeah. i took four poops today oh my yeah it was uh yeah my body is just in revolt right now every every cell every muscular was this, tissue was this like a day drinking thing well i mean we did start around like three but i mean then you just kind of like petered off towards dinner time and then during the evening on the very last night that we were open so you guys and are then, just drinking up all the inventory then no, we sold all the inventory, but there's all these beers that are, you know, brought from our sellers. Oh. I brought, a, yeah, I brought a 17% alcohol beer. Customers would come in. I had my first taste of Pliny the Elder, I, actually. Yeah, I saw yeah. that. Well, so yeah. what'd you end up thinking of that one? Is it worth all the hype? Yeah, you know, I, I could definitely, I think it's a really beautiful beer. I, th- I think it, you know, when it came out, it's probably definitely worth the hype. Uh-huh. But now nowadays, like, I think in that beer they use, you know, some pretty common hops and it it makes for a really tasty beer but there's so many experimental hops and like new varieties of hops that have come out when you're you know making a hop centric beer there's a lot of different paths you can take i could definitely see that being one of the better double ipas in the country in its time yeah i've drank a lot that are on par with it now that are newer and uh you know, a little bit more revolutionary. Yeah, I'd probably say that, like, back in when Microbrew was starting to make its way up, this is probably a, a clear, you know, standout from the crowd. But Oh, yeah. I think it I... still is. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, it's yeah. definitely well-renowned uh, and sought after. Uh, but the, I think I had told it to you this to you maybe off-air. Uh, you sent over that Surly Furious. Yeah, actually, and abrasive, I think. And abrasive. Which one is the yeah. hoppier one? I forget. Uh, abrasive was the double IPA. Abrasive. So that's the one. Yeah. I think that, I told you before, I think that one was actually slightly better. I really... I think, I, you know, we did a blind taste test, uh, apparently, like, or I shouldn't say we, because my former employees did it right before I got hired, which I was kind of bummed about, but they did a bunch of, like, basically double IPAs from across the country. Mm-hmm. And uh, Abrasive won um, in a blind taste test. So, yeah, they tasted everything blind. Pliny, Heady Topper from up in Vermont. So, 
Yeah, and so this is a nice segue into what you're drinking tonight. Myself, I'll start. I'm drinking a brand new beer for myself. It's called Ode from Castle Danger, and it is an IPA, and they make really nice beers. Uh, you know, nothing too crazy as far as hoppiness, but just a nice, really, like, well-rounded citrus with a, just a little bit of sweetness, but it's pretty dry. Um, they're up in Two Harbors, Minnesota, which is about, like, 20 minutes north of Duluth. Oh, what are you what are you drinking tonight? I am drinking a Firestone Wookie Jack, which is I can't talk today. Mm. I'm sorry. Wookie Jack, which is a black yep. rye IPA. Uh you turned me on to the I think it was called the Cascadian Pale Ale. It's the Cascadian Dark Ale. Oh, that's what it is, a CDA. Yeah. And that was from Deschutes, perhaps? Yeah, I think so. So, you turned me on to this style of like dark black IPAs couple yeah. probably a year or two ago now but yeah this is a really yummy one smells just fantastic i could probably smell this beer all day and be happy just i don't know yeah. i love the smell of this beer in particular yeah, like, ro- they're usually pretty like roasty and piney it's kind of it's a good mix man it's yummy. yeah yeah it's it's a hard thing to do to make like a really enjoyable black ipa so Good. I'm excited for the next time I can try some Firestone Walker. I've got one on my kitchen counter still here waiting for you, so that's going to need to be shipped out. I think you said it's yeah. got a couple years shelf life, so it's, you know, it's safe and sound for now, but I will get that's it right. to you in its peak, the apex of drinking. <laughs> I'll take it anytime, man. You got it. So, should we talk about video games this week? Yeah, I probably. I mean, right? That's probably that's the yeah. thing that we do yeah. here. Oh yeah, well, this is uh, level five, by the way. So yes. uh, right around this level in World of Warcraft, you would be fighting Murlocs and some kind of harpy, I think. So, yeah, the endless war against Murlocs. Yeah. So, yeah. anyways, congratulations, you made it here. Cool. And thanks for sticking with us. So I will arm myself. Yeah, you get to unlock the fireball rank two this episode. Cool. So, what have you been playing? Well, it was a busy week last week. You know, I've still been playing Destiny. I really wanted to try something new for this week that I could talk about. And it so happens that uh, we both got new video cards for our computers. Yeah, humble brag. Uh, nah. That's right. <laughs> so, we end- we both ended up going with the same card, actually. The EVGA NVIDIA 980 Ti. Yes. Did you... You yeah. got the... Part number is like forty nine ninety five. I wish that was the cost of it. But, um, yeah, that yeah. would have saved a little bit. I'm not going to yeah. actually pay rent this month. Nice, so, that's good. Yeah. yeah, I'm doing a lot good. of yard work around the complex. <laughs> awesome, making brownies and yeah, just and, generally uh, taking the trash out, and, doing yeah. little spotty jobs, <laughs> painting and yeah. stuff. So, so my nine eighty Ti actually came with uh, the new Batman Arkham Knight. Yeah, I saw uh, you playing that uh, yes. today, actually. So the the PC port of it was beleaguered with um, <laughs> pro- problems. Uh, couldn't was was capped at thirty frames per second. Had huge uh, aliasing problems. Uh, very spotty uh, visuals. Essentially, uh, the gameplay was delayed. They pulled it off um, selling it on Steam, mm-hmm. but now they've... Re- I don't know if it's back for sale on Steam, but they recently released a patch that I figured, I'm just going to give it a go yeah, and see how it works, uh, because they fix a lot of the main problems, I guess. And this game is 
it, it, it works it works great now you know there could be just a few other um probably little piecemeal things like uh worked on life or i mean yeah yeah you know like for me the untrained eye on this card the game looks amazing like i don't i have no problem with it this game is the reason why i bought a new video card um just to be able to experience things like this mm-hmm the attention to detail and world building that Rocksteady has done over the years is unreal. Like that sort of visceral, um, making you feel like the Batman, making you feel like you're in this world, whether it be in Arkham Asylum or the city of Gotham itself. And I'm not even like a huge Batman fan, but these games make me feel like the Batman every time. Right. They make me feel like the superhero. And this game is no different. I mean, one thing I'll say about it starting out, I mean, if you haven't, and I, I think there are a few people that haven't, if you haven't played Arkham Asylum or at least Arkham City, it's really important to play those first because the game hits the ground running. Well, like, it, it doesn't take away your abilities, right, from what I remember. Yeah, yeah. So you you start out with, you know, there's there's those upgrades, but you start out with every, like, tool. Right. So you have the grapple hook, you have the batarangs, like, you don't just, like, get those. Um, you even have the line, the line, I forget what they call it. I can't remember what the heck it's called yeah, either. it's like, it makes a line, it shoots a line out that you can hang on and crawl on and everything. Yep. Um, yeah, so you just start it out, start out with everything, so it kind of assumes that you know the systems and you know the combat and everything, like, it gives you just, like, this brief little introduction, um, but Just a the little game, rehash, like, little, here you go. Right, yeah, just like, and it's super quick. It, it assumes that you have played the games before. It throws you right in the story, too. Like, straight up, just, this is the story, this is this is the crap that's going down in Gotham, and here you go, go on a mission. Like, there's very little introduction to the game. Yeah, that's how I remember, I think it was probably Arkham City when you meet the Penguin, is that correct, when you fight him at the start? And he kind of beat yeah, you up. Yeah, I remember yeah, that. Exactly. In that, fir- in that, they immersed you quite quickly. But I could see how you're saying if you wanted to jump into this game, you would be pretty overwhelmed just having all these gadgets at your disposal without being right. familiar with the way they control and the way Batman controls as a result of like all the repelling and just one of my favorite things is when you do the grapple hook and then you like launch off of the point Repel you were grappled to. It, yeah, it's awesome. But yeah, the grab grapnel shooter or whatever grapnel so yeah. i have i have i i just played this game today and i think i have about four hours logged on it today good god that's, obviously yeah. I, obviously i didn't have work or anything i played during my daughter's nap time and then i played a little bit before we started the podcast this game it has me floored like this is no joke this is the one of the most phenomenal gaming experience that i've had that uh, out that's outside of like a a multiplayer experience in recent memory. Sure, yeah. You know, multi the the multiplayer experiences like League of Legends, like Destiny, are great for those reasons. But the immersive world building adventure thing, this is hands down very very impressive. I'm I'm absolutely floored by it, and it's all the little touches in the game, and especially running on high tech. I am. I am absolutely blown away by it. Yeah. How's the, um, uh, sounds like these, you know, you're kind of, uh, the exception to the rule at this point. Is yours running at above 30 frames per second then? It is, yeah, because they just removed the cap. Okay. So now I'd say I'm at, I'm at about like 45 to 60 frames per second. It's performing really well. There's, it's a very, 
it's so immersive because there's not really a HUD. There's all these little menus. I mean, if you've played a Batman game before, especially Arkham City, you know that he has he can pull up all these little menus. Everything feels like really well integrated. Like he's this tech savvy, you know, billionaire that has all these special OSs and systems that you know help him do all these crazy technical things within the world, like hack into things develop dna samples Mm -hmm. investigating crime scenes that was actually Uh, a lot more fun than i was expecting it to be and then that have you played this game or are you talking i haven't no i'm talking about prior games like the crime scene investigation when you had to follow the tracks and use the bat vision and stuff but uh one of my favorite things about this game it's always the stupid little things in games that just like i appreciate the when you're doing this game is full of those by the way yeah, so this uh, the one that I like is when you're picking a lock or like hacking into something, and you have the thumbsticks. Mm. Yeah, you have to rotate them, and then it does like a slight rumble on that side of the controller, and then it yep. does the other side, and you get. The, so if nice. you, I I know you like those kind of things. This game is chock full of it, and the variety of those little touches, those little like, essentially like mini games that you're playing whether you're solving puzzles laid out by the Riddler or you're trying to match a DNA sequence, there's all these little mini-games that essentially make the controller feel like a piece of technology that Batman knows how to use. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's like so, a, just an integration of... you. It's right. just intuitive, right? Right. So it takes you maybe like two seconds to figure out, okay, because there is so much variety in like these little puzzles... It takes like two seconds to figure out, okay, what am I doing? What am I supposed to be doing? And then all of a sudden you just get it. It just clicks. Um, yeah, exactly. So all these little, the, the environment, it, there's like no placeholder things. There's no um, like repurposing that is noticeable. Mm-hmm. It seems like every corner of this open world is handcrafted to perfection. There's just no copy pasta, you mean, in like the right. buildings and set pieces. <laughs> Right. It's all, like, you go up and down this elevator to do some Riddler stuff. I don't want to spoil anything because the story has me in amazement so far. Like, it can feel a little disjointed and kind of rushed at times, but the kind of things that they pull in the first four hours has me just wanting to get back into that world and, like, step into Batman's shoes again. Or boots. I was going to say boots, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um so I just wrote down like a stream of consciousness kind of thing while I was playing because I I knew I was just getting sucked in and I wanted to take a step back to realize what I was appreciating about the game. Sure. Um, so the dialogue in the game, like it can feel a little disjointed as I mentioned, but it feels like it's playing out like a comic book, you know? Like, well, here's a question: the voice actor is back, right? Because they 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 went away from him for. Arkham Origins, I believe, and now I think the original guy's back. I can't remember his name though. Yeah. Kevin Conroy, I, I, I think. That sounds right. Yeah, but he's very good. I mean, he—he's from he, the cartoon, given, he, right? Yeah, he's given a lot of like kind of crappy lines sometimes. Like it's a lot of like it's a lot of like I'll stop him or like, <laughs> like comic book you know. lines. Right, exactly. Like, like one panel do, of a we, comic uh, page, you know? Like yeah, like we just have to get through this, Jim. Like. We just need to get through tonight. Nothing's over until the end of the evening. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's just like, I, you know, it's it feels a little corny at times, and plus his uh, in dialogue right now, uh, not all of them, but some dialogue, he's very rigid, you know, and he has been in 
other games, but when a, when a game's so well-crafted like this, it's the little things, like, little things stand out that take you out of the world, uh-huh. but there's so many things that reel you back in. Just amazing things, like, you get to drive the Batmobile now, and you can just summon it from, like, summon it from anywhere, and it feels like, you know, it feels like, uh uh, Batman, uh, the Batman movies, Batmobile, because there's so many like particle effects and destructible objects that as you're driving this hunk of machinery through Arkham, you're not, you're like, cr- you're like crushing concrete and you're, um, you know, you're hitting things like in, in a very real way. You're like knocking things over and everything responds with the correct feel of weight. Like you're driving a four ton tank yeah yeah through gotham and it's just like it just gives me the shivers i'm like oh my like you feel like a powerhouse you know yeah that's uh so you're saying that like all the geometry in the game is destructible light posts and like little street signs right. and everything and else it's, and it's down to everything like the the uh guide rails essentially you know they don't stop it they don't stop the batmobile you actually just crush over well, that's like refreshing i hate just i hate stopping like dead like, against those sort of things yeah. drives me and nuts are, and there are things with the geometry like if the batmobile falls on its side then it takes like a little while for it to like fall down or to go upside down so you can flip it over uh-huh but um even when you flip it over like if you end up like on your back in the batmobile you're like oh this is gonna feel like a halo uh, warthog flip, right right it's gonna be like, <laughs> no it's like it's like somebody's flipping the heaviest pancake in the world with a jet blaster nice it's like <laughs> on one side and you're like Kong! like oh very just, visceral and meaty yeah visceral and meaty yeah i just don't think there's any way you could per- perpetrate that amount of carnage and mayhem and not incur incur a considerable amount of paperwork right exactly yeah well at this point like uh, like it's not it's not breaking spoilers to say that like the city is essentially evacuated except for the bad guys yeah so you're kind of you're just the renegade uh it's very much like arkham city in that way it's like you know could you imagine being a resident of of uh of gotham being like god you know every time i just got moved back in the property values are just they're going through the floor sinking yeah yeah that's rough so yeah, so everyone's being evacuated, and you're that. So um, the one thing about this game, too, is, you know, I'm, like, gushing over the the visual experience in the game. Rocksteady knows they made a pretty game. Mm-hmm. And they'll, like, slow down the camera at certain times to just, like, show it off. And just, like, if you didn't have the right card or if you're playing on a really low-grade computer, like, even, like, the 780 Ti... That I, or the 780 Ti that you were running, or the 780 that I did, had, or I'm sure on the consoles, uh, they they slow it down and they show their game off, which I love. Yeah, like, like slow mo shots like, with all the yeah. particles and stuff. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, and and then as soon as you know they show it off a little bit, it's right back to driving the Batmobile, or it's you know what I'm saying. Like, it doesn't. It's not. Slow down. Look at this. Okay, <laughs> it's like back, right back in your control. Right. Like, 
the attention you, you liked the batman games before right oh yeah absolutely yeah, okay. i've played through all of them up to this yeah. point yeah so I, I actually didn't play origins because it was made by somebody else with wb right it took me out of it so much honestly the voice actor being gone so i'm happy yeah. that he's back so this game i've actually be like more immersed in so i'm looking forward yeah. to that i got it free as well uh for my video card so yeah I'll be popping that in eventually. As soon as you get into that game and you're running it on the new card, you're going to be thinking a lot of the same things that I am because it's 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 in my opinion so far it's I I don't see it changing, but I'm looking at this game and I you know, I'm not I'm not usually one to just throw out nomenclature for games, but this one feels in the first 4 hours like a masterpiece. Well, that's good. Are you got you're you're going to beat it then. Right? I'm going to. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to. <laughs> That's and good. It, you know, it's one of those things that, you know, I like you. Uh, I, I know that you like the collectibles in games uh, and doing all those little, you know, minute details and quests and adventures. This game is just like the other ones, rife with them. I think it's like something like a 12 to 15 hour storyline. And then, of course, you do all the other all the other little bits and pieces. That's got to be up to 30 at least. I mean. At least. I've at least so anyways arkham knight so far i'm four hours into it i can't recommend it enough if you have a console that you know it's built for or you have a pc with a high-end video card you know i'd say last generation or or higher it's it's worth playing it's the just the story itself they just throw so many really cool things right away and I'm looking forward to seeing how this one ends because this is Rocksteady's last Batman game. Oh yeah? I didn't know that. Yep. Yep. And uh but you consider that it's you know it's very sad, but also you know this Batman trilogy essentially has you know really uh stamped its place uh in superhero games and games in general. Just like the Dark Knight trilogy really. I mean, it's yeah. kind of brought batman back into cultural relevancy so showing this attention to detail this immersive world fun combat i'm looking forward to rocks what rocksteady has next you know what what they what they have their sights set on yeah no this is a vote of confidence from you if i've ever heard one i mean in the last six months it's been mainly about destiny that's the only real game that you've kind of lauded you know yeah, absolutely. Yep, I'm fully behind it so far. Again, four hours in, but with their pedigree and having loved the last games along with the rest of warm-blooded Americans, <laughs> uh, this is this is right along those lines and so much more. Well, good. So. I'm glad to hear that it's something salvageable out of every this kind of fiasco that's going on. Yep. So what have you been playing lately? Anything different? You sunk your teeth more into... Well, okay, I'll let you choose the games you want to talk about what what were you thinking i sunk my teeth oh, i was into? gonna i was gonna say you sunk your teeth a little bit more into arc uh yeah actually last night i don't know what got into me i just uh it was a sunday night slow day i couldn't i got chris on splatoon for a little bit so i played a little bit of that mm-hmm. but outside of that uh ryan and grady were on arc so i hopped on and kind of farted around i i didn't read the patch notes but it felt a little better to me just running around in general it felt a little smoother 
And sure. additionally, the experience gains seem to be buffed, so I got a few levels in me, but even still, the leveling needs to be seriously, seriously condensed. The durability of items leaves a lot to be desired. Uh, there's just a lot of like minor quality of life things that, when added together, it really makes for kind of a frustrating experience overall. You never feel like you're kind of like set. In Minecraft, right. you could like get established, and you had your food supply, you had you know a nice mine, you had made yourself some armor and swords and stuff. But this game just feels like you're always on the verge of like your, your items breaking, or you being hungry or thirsty. So it's just a little frustrating. Yeah, there's just so much, so many systems to manage, right? Yeah, like, that's how. That's how I felt playing it. So I, I still, I mean, I really feel reluctant to play it. I'll, I'll just like last night was an exception. I played for a few hours. I was like, ah, oh, this is kind of fun again. And then towards the end of the night, I was thinking, man, like our time spent is just not yielding anything significant. That's the one thing. I mean, we've compared this new game arc to Rust before, and I would sit down at Rust and play without anyone for a while. This game only seems fun with people. Yeah, I would say that for sure. Obviously, playing with friends, you know, increases enjoyment, usually exponentially, in video games. Well, the thing that I was thinking about with Ark in particular, the reason I find Ark a little more, like, fun and exciting, in addition to, say, Splatoon, is that it's new, and experiencing, like, new content that everyone's kind of on the same level playing field is a, a lot more like engaging than it is for example playing destiny with you guys who already know everything you have the gear sure. and i'm just sitting there like dying a lot because i don't know the mechanics or where to hide or what to shoot and whatnot and additionally mm -hmm. i just simply don't do damage sometimes in some of the fights we went into i i could not damage the enemies they were so much higher than me right that's been the real uphill battle at least with you coming in and being at sort of like the awkward level that you are right like it's it'll be one of those things where before you know it you know you're level 32 to 34 and all of a sudden i can you know, contribute things are yeah things get easy i mean we've been trying to do it the the slow or the the quick and easy way in raids with you yeah um, rng but gods have not been kind not smiled upon you yeah no um <clears throat> but uh you know you do uh you do a few dailies here and there uh you know pop on for an hour or two every couple days and you're you'll be up there soon so yeah so i i just been i felt a little spread thin lately i uh gotta i'm trying to like meet with all my cohorts you know like playing destiny with you guys and then playing like here's the storm with chris and the other gang from yeah. minnesota and then arc with the roth boys so i'm just kind of like spreading out but also trying to like play games for myself so i played hearthstone and I was, like, thinking... I started this kick back when we were in Minnesota, actually. A couple of those long uh, car rides in, on the BART and stuff. And just sitting around in the hotel at night. So I got back into Hearthstone, started playing some ranked, and made a pretty good run this month. I actually got up to rank 9, which is the highest I've ever been. And nice. I had a little bit of continuity with my Heroes of the Storm with rank, which is also 9. So I figured that's a good place to stop. So... I think yeah. I've left my mark in it. I consider that kind of like the equivalent of hitting gold in league um, sure. for both games. So I think I'm kind of I'm done with the ranked play. 
I think I've okay. kind of until plateaued. next month. No, honestly, no. I think I'm kind of done with oh, the ranked play. Time to turn a page. Well, I'll I'll be still playing it, but it's not like one of those things I'm going to sit and grind out, you know. Sure. So I was sick last weekend. I played Hearthstone a lot. <laughs> I yeah. climbed from sixteen to nine that weekend. It was pretty. It was a it was a war of attrition, I guess. There was a lot of back and yeah. forth, and I was playing an aggro hunter, and those games can turn uh, pretty the quickly. Face hunters, yeah, yeah. yeah. If you don't, if you don't like have them at a certain spot before turn four, oh yeah, it's it's over. It's, There's it's, so it's, many board games. Yeah. So Un- yeah, unless you have them like down to ten health and you can like hit them in the face a few times, or go behind their uh, taunts, you know, with your spells. Yeah, it's a, exactly. It's essentially a race at that point. Yeah, so I played so. a lot of that, uh, and I also got a lot of time in Splatoon this weekend. Got a new weapon nice. that was like a new lease on that game's life. I was getting a little frustrated with the lag that was sitting in there. It seemed like every time mm-hmm. I'd log on, I'd be getting killed after the fact. I'd kill someone, Agreed. and then I'd die, and I was like, it's just frustrating. The server tries to like reconcile both players' actions, so they just kill both of you. And it's just kind of, I don't know, it's odd. But well, hopefully the player base has a vested interest in this game. It seems like they do uh, enough to demand a closer look at some of the network issues from Nintendo. Yeah, I would hope that they'd do something with that. Because, I, I mean, I was playing a few nights, and I was like a loom weaving a tapestry of vulgarities. <laughs> it was just ridiculous. It how, was graceful. Yeah, I was so upset, but... I got a new a lease Russian on that game. A Russian ballerina of cussing. A Russian ballerina. Yeah, I was pirouetting uh, F-bombs yeah. and stuff. Nice. So, actually, yeah, I was flipping out the screen a lot. <laughs> Let's just leave it at that. I was yeah. very upset with that game, but got a new lease, got a new weapon. That is a ridiculous amount of fun. I'm actually topping the charts consistently in games now. And what weapon are you using? It's one that you unlock through the story, actually. So Okay. You have to beat through level three. It takes a really long time. I think I probably mm. put three or four hours into the campaign before I unlocked it. It was pretty lengthy, but worth it. So Splatoon, and then the other game is uh, the Tales from the Borderlands. Oh yeah, yeah. Is there a new episode on that? Yep. Right? Episode three. Okay. I spent some Sunday afternoon after grocery shopping beating that, and man, that game is just. It's the best uh, Telltale games. Uh, I was just going to ask: Is this your favorite? Absolutely, Telltale game. It is okay. just so in keeping with the Borderlands writing. It's very like yeah. sardonic and just. It's just very dark and witty and sarcastic, and everyone's okay. just having a good time. And there's stupid jokes in there that are just obvious jokes, but they're still fun. If you haven't played a lot of Borderlands games, or if you haven't played a lot of Borderlands, would you, but you were a fan of Telltale games, would you enjoy this? Uh, probably. Hmm. It's hard to say, because there's one character that's kind of uh, historically a villain. Handsome Jack? Yes. Handsome yeah. Jack. I didn't know if it would be <laughs> taboo to give throw that name out there. Or, it, it's. I don't want to spoil anything, but he's a, he's a kind of a big part, and the sort of... His character is great too. Oh, it is. It's he's yeah. like so dismissive of human life, and yeah. he's just such an he's just an 
asshole. Yeah, I mean, that's yeah, it. <laughs> he seems like a bad guy from Spaceballs. Yeah, you know, like, right. In a way, like going through and and blowing up any planets that get in his way, and just making profit. jokes about yeah. like the way in which he kills things. Like, there's like yeah. these video <laughs> yeah. audio yeah, logs the... that you'd get, and you'd hear him like killing someone yeah. in the background like, in the game. <laughs> you're like, oh, did you see the way his head just yep. blew up? I think I got some on me. Yep, yep. I was like, that, that's, that's the kind of stuff he'll say. Um, I uh, This might be like other Telltale games with me where I just wait to play it until all the installments. All the episodes are, oh, yeah. I can see that, and I've, I've, uh, I feel conflicted at times because I've done that with The Walking Dead and played through all five episodes, and it felt kind of chory to me just to play yeah. through them. But rather, when I do it in bits, it's it doesn't feel as big of an undertaking at least with borderlands you, do you do you feel like uh, i mean do you feel like the previously on thing the the, tr- the previously on trope works for you or do you forget a lot of the ins and outs of the story between installments or I, episodes there's a little bit of minutia that you'll miss out and you'll it'll be rehashed outside of that previously on segment like it'll yeah. come up in the dialogue for example but um no i i think it's hard if you have a good memory and you're not playing so many games, you know, it'll kind of maybe be a little more, you might just get the whole snapshot. I had a hard time figuring out what was what for a a few minutes there, but man, it's just the most like, it's in keeping with the Borderlands franchise independent of it. It's got the feel. It's yeah, it absolutely does. So it's got the feel. It's just incredible. This is my question to you. I'm glad you're enjoying that. Telltale is working on a game with Mo Yang. I think that's how you say yeah, it. Mo the, the Minecraft guys, right? They're going to make a Minecraft Telltale's games. I don't adventure game. like that. No, I mean, so how do you keep the feel of Minecraft if you don't have the creation? That's, yeah. Or you try to implement characters. That's weird. I did not know that. <laughs> I think that's going to be a... That sounds like a train wreck to me. But, I mean, who knows? Yeah. I thought they were working well, so, on I mean, a Minecraft, Minecraft movie at one point. Oh, they probably are. I mean, you don't you don't leave a title like I mean, obviously it's still making money, but you don't leave a title like this dormant. That just sounds awful to me personally, but I mean, it is Telltale Games. We'll see what they can do with it. They have a pretty good track record. I'd say so. This game is just a step above every other one I've played. I think Wolf Among Us is probably my second favorite. See, and I never beat that, but I love that game. Like, I love the, like, Lewis Carroll, uh, you know, well, I shouldn't just say Lewis Carroll, but, the whole, like, Lewis Carroll, Brothers Grimm, or all that fairy tale nonsense. Yeah, there's quite coming a few to life. In there. And I haven't read any of the Fables comic books or graphic novels. Yeah, no, this one's just unbelievable. The opening, like, credits, as it were, are just so much fun like right in the feels yeah it's just yeah. a, i mean it just feels like right at home it's just a ragtag group of vault hunters you know kind of traveling around and it's yeah. just great so i'm i love it i would recommend it i love that they i i love the idea of the game because there's already so much personality in borderlands yep uh but so much of the game consists of you collecting loot and shooting guns and just the idea of expanding upon that silly nonsense that is Borderlands, you know, and just like all the wacky Mad Maxi characters that are in yeah, that, yeah. <laughs> you know, in that weird world and them coming to life and having dialogue options with them 
rather than just shooting them, you know? Yeah, it's it's a ton of fun. Uh, it, it controls a little weird at times, but that's to be expected, I think, in games like this. They just don't quite control the way you would, just directionally speaking. Right, right. The way the character yeah. moves. But that's all right. I can let that slide. It's not a huge deal. Yeah. The voice acting in this game is just awesome, though. I didn't know, so I was having the hardest time figuring out if it was Troy Baker or Nolan North, who were the voices okay. of uh, Booker DeWitt from Bioshock Infinite and Nathan Drake, oh, yeah. uh, okay. respectively. Sure. Nolan North does a lot of video game voiceover, as does Troy Baker, but voice acting is phenomenal in this game. Chris Hardwick's actually, he does a voice in this game. He's the okay. guy who hosts the Talking Dead show. Okay, sure. The Nerdist podcast, but uh, yep, you know, it's good. It's a funny guy. I would recommend this. Pick it up on Steam <laughs> sale if you have to do whatever. I, I mean, I've always found the value proposition for those uh, Telltale games whenever you buy them to be very reasonable. I mean, it's it starts out right out of the gate at twenty five bucks on Steam, and I would imagine other operating systems. Isn't that it's twenty five bucks pretty much for all of them. Yeah, right? that's like the season and, pass, I think. Yeah, and that gets you like five seasons. Five 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 episodes. Yeah. And each episode's about two hours, so ten hours for twenty, twenty five bucks. And you get it on sale for like twelve and a half, I think it was on sale for this uh, Steam Summer sale. I mean I'll be honest, nearly every Telltale game that's come out I get I get pumped for and then I don't end up playing them until all five episodes are out. And uh, I still pay the twenty five bucks right out of the gate. I think you get a lot of value out of it, a lot of uh, experience, a lot of story. I don't really care that it's not a game in the strictest sense of the word. I just love yeah, watching the story. the story. Yeah, you get to be a part of it. Well, cool. Well, we're going to be on the flip side of a break here, talking about probably some more games and a few more of our wandering thoughts and maybe we'll have a little bit more of a composed podcast next week but for the time being we're going to take a break right now yep au revoir hey guys welcome back to the other side of our break on the daily grind you've sat down you've drank your mana potion or ice cold milk which i think is an item in world of warcraft and your moldy bread for three stinking days yeah not a bad mac bread <laughs> that was the uh clincher for chris and my uh friendship i think yeah yeah i, I think i said that in a skype call or something and then he, he was like i like you so lord of the rings quotes go a long way in this family yeah i think so so i had a uh topic that we didn't get to touch on last week hit me with it all right so i wanted to talk about my blatant runaway ridiculously irresponsible spending in the blizzard franchise multi-flagship yeah I, yeah their ecosystem i guess you could say i don't know why i was thinking about this uh actually when we were in minnesota because i bought some cards while I was on the plane, I believe. And so I was like, you know what? I wonder how much I've spent cumulatively over the years on Blizzard products or games, you know. So yep. I wasn't able to do the... I couldn't, like, check all the various uh, cards I've had and subscriptions and whatever else. So I contacted a nice GM who was able to provide me with 
some of my subscriptions for World of Warcraft over the years. And uh, that was a that was a pretty big number. So, do you want to take a guess at how much I've spent just in subscription? In subscription to World of Warcraft? Yes. Since um, 2007. Okay. When did the game launch? Uh, 2005, I believe. Okay. Um, or four, but I got in late around uh, the Burning Crusade so expansion, so... 15 times 10, 15, I mean, probably 800 bucks in subscriptions. You nailed it. Did I? I pretty close. I mean, for, that was good. Uh, $845.52. Yeah. This is a combination, this is what the guy told me, of uh, those game time cards, of monthly subscription, annual subscription, any free time gained through that refer a friend so this includes like just everything i love that you took the time to contact somebody at blizzard saying just give me just just hit me with it oh well i told him i'm a kind of a data you know sort of geek like that that's what i work with and yeah and he said no no i understand completely so he pulled it right up for me and yeah i figured this would be a kind of a revelatory i don't know if that's a word (laughs) uh sure thing on the podcast to kind of share this and get it out in the open yeah come out of the closet anonymous blizzard alex i don't know i like a lot of their fine virtual ales so that was uh that was in subscriptions mind you okay yeah so now let's move on to character (laughs) things it doesn't sound out of control it doesn't i mean well we're talking about uh over the course of that time that's uh, eight years, from 2007 to 2015. Sure. I played on and off. I mean, it hasn't been right, solid. Right. So so that was for the subscription. Okay. So now, total World of Warcraft, this is like in-game mounts that you buy, server transfer, character change, uh, like race change, and everything. The subtitle of this podcast is, How Rich is Miles Eshenique? Oh, I think the we and, and how 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 not rich is he now? Right, a, a, a tragic tale of before and after. Your experiences have made and you rich. And mind you, I just got a 980 Ti again, not paying rent. So <laughs> it's it's uh, I might just be moving in with Chris if we're honest. So, anyways, total Ward of Warcraft up. spending. What do you think it is? Uh, okay, so. Well, okay, so how much is the average mount? Is it about like fifteen, twenty bucks? Uh twenty five. Really? Holy 25. moly. Twenty five. Okay. And over the course of this time? How old were you when you started playing in two thousand seven? Seventeen. Okay. <laughs> I had to think um, about that. <laughs> yeah. And so hmm. Hmm. Okay, I'll just I'll venture guess. I'll I'll say four hundred fifty dollars. So that oh you're just saying this is not cumulative. Just do total lump together then. So that would be around twelve hundred. All oh, right, right. So you're just you're adding everything on there. Yeah, everything. Okay, okay. So we're tacking it on. Okay, so um, and this would end World of Warcraft. Like, there's no other. Yeah, surprise. The, okay. Yep, it's everything. Um, yeah, I'll say. I'd say like, yeah, thirteen hundred. A little shy. Okay. <laughs> Fifteen hundred. Okay. Yep. Fifteen hundred forty dollars and forty eight cents. Okay. I'm sure but, you're not at the uh, at the top of the barrel there. I probably not, <laughs> honestly. Considering. 
considering we're talking about people who have played since day one yeah had multiple accounts potentially the people who uh i can't remember what it's called when you have more than one accounts and more than one account and you're running them all at the same time multi-boxing term multi-boxing is that it i thought there was some other term but yeah we i've i read actually on reddit there's a some guy who raided by himself (laughs) he had that many accounts to raid with himself i think it was like something it was over 30 i think it was 37 he didn't quite have the 40 man raid we're talking classic here impressive thing to do I like, don't even I do, know how you I, do I don't, that. I don't. I do not have the least amount of like respect for the man or the I, woman that's doing that, but I do have respect for the act itself. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. It's something I, that's so far beyond me. It's a lot of. I mean, you get, like you said, it's like really that's how you're gonna spend your time on this earth. But you know, it's okay. People have their different callings. Sure. I think it's incredible but i mean i wouldn't like i wouldn't like to see the numbers that i've spent on alcohol in my life well yeah that would hmm. that's uh maybe i don't i don't know of a single person that would like to see that i would if i could tony robbins or something like that (laughs) so i mean we're talking about eight years of game time here the other part of it is just how much time was spent in game i mean i checked eudora Last time I checked, I think she was up to... This is my main, my paladin. Elf paladin. Yeah, so I think she was up to... Blood Elf. Blood Elf, that's right. So I think she was up to like 160 days played. And this is just on my main. See, that's the thing that always hurts me a bit more than the money spent. You know, maybe that's maybe that's uh, reflective of my like time money proposition. Right. But like the, I would rather you know like spend the money to make something happen quickly than like do like that, do an incessant grind. Essentially, that amount of time is it's always sta- it's staggering for anyone to hear that. You know, especially outsiders that yeah. don't know. Like, oh my god, that's like half a year of your life. You know, but yeah, it's recreation. I mean, how much time do you recreate? you know, out outside of the things that you have to do. Well, there's that. that. And my only saving grace <laughs> was, you know, I go at AFK a lot in general. Oh, and sure. so, I mean, that racks up time. On. But even still, I'm not saying that it's not a ridiculous amount of time. And that's just on one character. This right. is, I mean, we're talking multiple characters. But, you know, it's just a matter. This is a time in my life. I was in high school and college for the majority of my WoW days. Sure. And so you don't have you have nothing but free time unless right. you're a socialite and going to parties and stuff with uh, fraternities or groups. And I didn't really do any of that in college. I kind of just stayed close to home and hung out with my or hanged out, I guess, with my roommates. And hung out. that was, I think it's hanged. No, you didn't. You didn't hanged out with your friends. I, We'll talk. To, we'll consult Chris. <laughs> I'm an he, English major too. Yeah, but he's like an Englisher major. Okay, whatever. That's a word too. I'll just so yeah, okay. <laughs> so, anyways, I, I don't got know. My back on these. <clears throat> the, mm. Go ahead. I I don't know. I I it's I don't find myself really tasked with justifying or rationalizing it. It's like yeah, it was a huge part of. It was a huge money sink, huge time sink, but it kind of kept me sane, you know, through it's those fun to times look back in college. On the journey. Right. It's not something I actively have subscribed to now. It's not something I will contribute or spend a lot of time more in, in in the future. Maybe a new expansion. I'll kind of log in, take my lumps, you know. But that's it. You know, that chapter is kind of 
done for all intents and purposes. I'll revisit sure. it, but that's it. So, yeah, big time sink there. Big money sink there. Was he able to tell you how much money you've given to Blizzard in... Yes, I'm getting on to that. <laughs> so, I uh, I uh, looked at Diablo, and this one was 100 bucks. You pay for Diablo 3, pay for the expansion, 100 bucks. Cut and dry. Flat. There's nothing else there. I mean, there's nothing... I don't even know if there is microtransactions in that game whatsoever. But, anyway, so I'm at 100 bucks in Diablo. Now on to Hearthstone. You want to take a... I'd be interested because I think I I think I have an idea of how much I've spent. Well, there's you can actually log into your account and uh, look at your transactions, but these only date back to like 2009, and this didn't include a subscription. So that's why I had to contact this guy to get my WoW stuff. But, anyways, you can find this out if you're sick in the head. <laughs> if so. I were if I were to venture a guess at how much I've spent in Hearthstone since sure. it came out, I would probably say two hundred fifty dollars. Really? I think, yeah, I, I, I'll i be honest, like, because I do so many, I play a bit more of Arena than you, so it's so easy if I don't have the coin mm-hmm. to, say, take my $2, mm-hmm. and I've probably, you know, I've probably done that 40 times. You know, I'm actually I, surprised that it's that low. Yeah. Um, I mean, maybe more, but, and then, yeah, I bought the 50, you know, a couple of the $50 packs. Yep. Absolutely, because I want to build up that, that base. <laughs> card pool yeah well i mean that kind of it kind of sets you when you start seeing the cards that you're getting beaten by that's the draw of it right you're like that that card's overpowered right. i need, I, that, I need that but you're not guaranteed it <laughs> you know you're right, not exactly. at all guaranteed it so yeah. well until you tough. have until you have the extra dust to craft it <laughs> yeah um, and that's just so demoralizing because you're like oh my well, god my, my money has literally devolved <laughs> into this dust right just this dust that yeah. i'm making stuff just ashes out of. Uh, but if I were to venture a guess on how much you've spent in Hearthstone, yep. because you're not the arena fiend that I am, I would say 200 bucks. Oh, honey. Oh, honey. <laughs> Multiply that by two. No, and really? Half. Wow. Where does all your money gone? So I you only play one class. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? I just have a bunch of other cards for the other classes I'd never play. But, hey, I'm branching out. I played a lot of Hunter this weekend. Yeah, that's exciting. So. That's, the Face Hunter is a good deck to to roll into so four hundred dollars in hearthstone i had no, no idea higher two and a half i said two and a half five hundred dollars like that five hundred and forty eight dollars oh wow this is i was stunned a... by that it was yeah. just like it's just a thing where i bite i'm like oh i need some more cards i'm gonna get some more cards and i do that and then i i just didn't get the cards and then like a week later i'm like i didn't get that card I want some more cards. So I just So this oh, is one get... thing to note, uh, kind listener, is that Miles is not a father. <laughs> well, yeah, he is, you should he is, probably preface is, that with he, my disposable income. <laughs> he he is he is not a not a husband, so not going out to do a lot of like social experiences, right? That I mean Hey man, trips are expensive to Austin and Minnesota this year. <laughs> that that that's absolutely true, but I mean you don't have a lot of expenditures, right? I Yeah, no, I mean if we're being completely transparent, which is what this podcast is about, I mean I just don't have a lot of This is your main hobby. Right. Get, right. And I just don't have a lot of overhead in my life. I don't have kids, I don't have a wife, I don't have uh, car payment to make. I don't have a mortgage to pay. I'm renting currently, so you know it's just I have and kind you're of making like, fair green. 
I'd say so. I mean, I don't want to... A fair day's work? <laughs> yeah, I don't want to give pay. that away on the podcast, per se, but... No, you don't need to. But but, I'm just saying that you're getting paid fairly for a skilled job. Yeah, right? and so, so I think I'm, I'm, I'm in a good place. I uh, have a lot of time on my hands and a fair bit of money on my hands relative to a lot of other people my age who are moving forward in their... Uh, family lives and stuff. So relative to other people, yeah, I guess I, my disposable income is up there a little bit. Not like ridiculously, but I mean, right. it's not one of those things I think too much about. Like sure. when I go to the grocery store, if I see something, I throw it in my car. It's not, there's no second right. guessing. If You're a braver man than I am looking all these things up because if I were to like tally up probably what I've spent in League of Legends, I mean, I'm sure it would justify the playtime. Absolutely. Sure. Right, right. But I'm sure it would shock me. Absolutely, it, was, it would. I mean, I'm probably at like, I'm probably at like 700 bucks. They've got money from me, you know, like in league. I would say, prob- yeah. I'd say that's probably fair over the course of my time playing with it, which was a good five years now, you know. Yeah, I mean, that's that's the, the way I kind of look at it, and. I, like I said, I don't like to justify my hobbies because then then it's just like, what are you trying to prove to anyone else? You enjoy what you enjoy for you. Right. It's not anyone else's. It's not their business. I like to share these things because I think it's just kind of fun to like take a step back and be like, oh my, like let's let's corral it a bit, you know? Right. Let's get this in control and like you know, let's be transparent with each other and yeah. just be like, dang, like. Well, it's one thing if we were to ta- if we were to take it back a step and like think about you know because i know that um casey our our friend he he has a real problem i mean if i'm to think of one person who has a problem with free-to-play games oh yeah I mean, he's, he's like i'm not one. i'm not gonna spend any money on that obviously he's a father and a kid he's got different priorities but um that's a different type of gaming right he's he's gaming a different game essentially uh by playing whatever game it is as a free-to-play game and trying to figure out the system that gets him rewards in the game, mm-hmm. you know, and that's and there's absolutely those people out there, you know, but I think it's there's something to be said about the free to play model, as League has essentially dropped the hammer on it, to to say how much enjoyment am I getting out of this, how much money am I willing to sink into this, is it a good value proposition for me? And to take a step back rather than throw money at the screen. I think there's also a level of like kind of like that instant gratification that we're all used to. I mean, I th- I don't think a lot of people like to particularly admit that, but it's like stepping up to a vending machine. Yeah, I mean, you put money in, you get something out. It's shiny. That's another thing I'm a sucker for is just opening those card packs is so sure. satisfying. It's so satisfying. Rare. Yeah, golden legendary, legendary. So it's just, I mean, those things are all there for a reason, like we talked about on the first podcast, I believe. But, I mean, you have those people that are kind of defiant and they don't want to spend money and they're patient. And that's something to be said for those people. Yeah. And also the way that I, no, also the way that I look at it with games like uh, like the high-res games that we've played, like uh, Smite and uh, Tribes Ascend, right, where you these, you know, games aren't made for free you know yeah we have a lot of there's a lot of people in the destiny community right now that are up in arms over like them essentially trying to make money off of you know obviously their message in previous days i i could maybe go into it next episode but 
um, not a clear message on what they were charging for exactly what you were getting, you know, but a lot of people were up in arms because there's a lot of console players out there that are, you know, I buy an expansion, I get this, I get this, you know, and not many people are experienced or not as many people are comfortable with paying for content that somebody has created, you know? Right. Yeah. And and these the games don't make themselves. The developers and the community managers and the presidents, they need they need to eat and have a house to live in. <laughs> you know, you're paying for entertainment. Nobody bats an eye when they go into a go in to see a movie and they're paying twenty five, thirty dollars yeah, for well, snacks, yeah. concessions and a ticket. It, it's just it's weird to me that I think the ubiquity of like these free to play games on both mobile and on consoles and PCs people see these experiences that are readily available and they they see these other games like Destiny and these AAA titles and they're like well why can't why can't you give me that? Why can't they do and it? And it's for like, free, well, right? listen, you don't understand that <laughs> chumps you're not, like me you're not are funding it. your experience right. in those free to play games. You're not I building mean, a 2D tower here. I mean, we're connecting you with people all over the world and making sure that the experience is seamless mm-hmm. and that the progression is retained and, and not we're bought adding, into. Yeah, and we're adding a new carrot on a stick every week. You know, like that there's that that costs money to do. There's people actively working and spending work days providing you entertainment. Yeah, and I, I think there's just the disconnect there and that people have gotten used to those free-to-play who are also the type that are defiant to pay into that, and they don't realize that other people are funding their experience. Right. And so they expect that out of others, but the business model is just different, period. Right. And it, I don't know, it's just kind of weird, but I mean, it, at the end of the day, like I said, I think it's just a hobby. You got to kind of you know you got to corral that and that's something that you got to manage sure. yourself the same way that you would manage a hobby like photography you're not going to go out and or buy painting you know or like, painting yeah. or you know bird watching i don't know like right. there's so many things that you could hiking or canoeing there's just right. so many different you can paintball. Go, you know you can you can wear tennis shoes to go hiking or if you want a more pleasurable experience you can buy a high end tent a cooking set Mm-hmm. really nice shoes you know Those and are feel a life changer by the yeah, way <laughs> and feel like you're dedicated to your hobby right so <clears throat> you know and you and you have you're making money if you're functioning as a member of society um you know how are you going to stimulate the economy you know where are you going to where are you going to send it where are you going to is it all going to go into savings yeah see i i i'm kind of of the belief that like that level of you know, kind of frugality and just kind of like not wanting to let go of the money you've earned. It's like, well, I don't know. I believe in paying into the things that I enjoy. Like for example, I picked up fallout shelter. I got some of the, I was playing it. And to me, it is the new mobile fallout game that they announced, right? Yes. Uh, Sorry to shift gears. Yeah. You can't get that because you have an Android, right? Right. Yeah. Well, I do have an iPad at home. Oh, 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 yeah. But uh, for the most part, it's underuse by the females in my house. <laughs> sure, so. sure. So I, uh, I, I played that, and it started to feel like it was like couldn't get ahead. 
And I I love Bethesda anyways. I love the Fallout games. That, yeah. You hit that you hit that choke point. Yeah, that's what it felt like to me, honestly. Okay. So I was uh, like, you know what? Get I, money? Yes. So I I did not want to bail out on this game. I wanted a Fallout like I wanted that, you know, that that kick. I needed that my fix of Fallout. So I was like, sure. I'm not going to nope out of this. I want to I have this thing about building games in particular. Were you enjoying the game? Yes, it's a okay. lot of fun. I'm surprised honestly how well it it looks, how good it looks, right. and how well it runs. I was just impressed with that and just the general system in the game. So it to me, in these building games, I always feel compelled to get to the last stage, whether it's like Civilization or SimCity or Tropico. I just want to get to like... I get to the high-level play. Like the Apex. I just okay. want to research everything. I want to get all the buildings. So this game, I didn't see that happening. And I was like, screw this. I'm not going to be like nudged out of this and i want to play it until i have all the survivors that i can and mm-hmm. let me let me ask you something real quick um sure you were so w- at what point during how many hours would you say you had spent on the game before you realized that they might be like i could profit from spending money on this game essentially um like, probably how far in were you? about two hours Okay. I'd play it, you know, probably sure. like on like lunch breaks or when I'm going to bed. I mean, this isn't a down. PC game here. This isn't like a console game. This is like a mobile game that you pick up every now and then. Right. But so it came up pretty quickly the internal questioning. Yeah, I because to me it was I just felt like I was getting behind after the tutorial phase. Like everything's all fine and dandy in the tutorial phase and then everything starts to get drained quicker it seems and you're hungry, you're you're uh, vault denizens are hungry and thirsty and they're out of power so i was like i just i don't want to be it i i don't want <laughs> your maternal like, instinct kicked in <laughs> i well it's that and it's just like you know what like i don't care about spending money i don't feel like super resentful towards bethesda for feeling inclined to spend money you know like some people would be like well, this is stupid they're just obviously trying to get you to pay into it well, it's, it's like whatever play game right you can drop it at any point Right. But I was like, I don't care. Like, I want to experience this. I am compelled to build everything in this game and unlock everything. It's like, I'm just going to drop money. So I spent 15 bucks. I got the lunch boxes, which have cards in them. So just a side note, if you ever need money from me in real life, like if you need to pay rent, for example, and you need some money, all you have to do is like give me a pack of cards and I will just be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. give me some of that. I'll, how much is your rent? Yeah, okay, whatever. That's fine. I have just, some just, unopened magic cards that are just going to oh, be sent your way here. Give me those things. I just, I And love... all I need to say, and I know this, is there might be a card worth $50 in there. Uh, oh, God. Yeah. What do you want? Do you want yeah, what exactly. Firestone just, beers do you want? I'll send them all your way. take my clothes. I that, don't need clothes. That is like a a mint that just prints money man the yeah. opening cards is so satisfying but anyways yeah. i spent 15 bucks i opened some packs i got some uh like legendary vault dwellers that's the word dwellers i was looking for oh so there's so explain to me the cards in fallout so basically it, it's just like opening a pack of hearthstone cards you get okay. five of them uh you can get currency which wow. is the bottle caps obviously genius you can get the resources which are the water, electricity, and food. I want this game just so I can open packs. I, the, the packs, like, man. Yeah, yeah. 
I don't know like, what. I don't it's know just what it so, is. It's so devious of the, and nefarious of these people to put that mechanic. Like, that just is basically... That in, like, a um, what a, a tower building, essentially. Game, right. Right? <laughs> it's, all like, they oh need is, God. like, to... The the uh, ra- the random element that's what it is. Well, it's there's the that, energy, yeah. Right? But I also love like tapping the card and then like it flips over and you're oh, like, ah, oh, that's crap. <laughs> what, on, what about the next one? Like, what? Am, oh my god! I, it, it feels like do you like pull tabs. Have you ever done pull tabs? Do you like pull tabs? I have absolutely no idea what that is. Oh really? Is that only a min- that's only that's a different thing apparently. You so it's like. This pull tabs are like this novelty essentially that you can buy at bars up here in Minnesota, mm-hmm. and it's not it's not a novelty because people can make money off them, but it's a it's a it's a gambling thing where you you know you pay twenty bucks and you get five pull tabs and you open them up and they essentially work kind of like a slot machine. If you get like the right combination, you can turn them in and make money. Huh? Pull yeah. tabs. Pull tabs. Is that yeah. like those things that? Uh, the advent calendars where you like pull a little yeah, chocolate. Yeah, is yeah, that what yeah. that like? No, that's what I'm exa- visualizing. Well, you're exactly right. Yeah, no. So there's that little cardboard like sort of pull. Oh, dude. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Yeah. You're lucky you didn't run into any of those. Up Forget here. about it. I wouldn't have been able to afford the flight home if <laughs> yeah, I didn't pay for it yeah. in advance. <laughs> oh man. There's just something about like chasing that high, and I've never experienced this in, like, a proper casino. Like, I've never felt that way. But with these cards, and it's something that ultimately is progressive. You're not losing right. anything. Right, right. You're just adding in, in to no, your stockpile. You're gaining. You're gaining right. things. So, and I just... God, that is just so... Yep, you're right. It's very devious. devious. It's like... A pr- it's it's them getting your PIN number, and your routing number, and your checking account number. Like, it's everything. They just right. they'll take everything. I'm Obviously sorry. It doesn't work on some some people, right? Yeah. But anyways, so it's I like spent you're fifteen a bucks. Darian with the force. Oh, I know, right? Yeah. You're free uh, to break my tricks. Don't work on me. <laughs> so, anyways, I uh, spent fifteen bucks. I'm sitting pretty now. I've uh, whelped quite a few little bastards in that game. I named fifty bucks them... on this Fallout game. No, not fifty. Oh, 15. fifteen. Oh, so about a. It's a month subscription i'll play it until fallout 4 launches so that's my line in the sand on that one i'm good with that i'm quite i mean i haven't noticed any more shortages i'm sitting pretty in all departments and resources all my dwellers have i'll need to try it out when i have access to it i'm thinking you're gonna buy some cards man and i need you to be honest with me when it happens i will i will i will i mean i'm i'm absolutely telling you the things that like i'm happy to tell you the things that i'm that I would probably be shameful the money that I've spent on them, but I don't know the exact amount to essentially like bring shame upon my head and household. Right. You know? Well, so I'll do it for you. You'll just you'll just shame vicariously through me. Oh yeah, no, I I mean I haven't had the WoW subscription, but the amount of money that I've spent on this hobby is probably substantial, and the shame would come. You know, so right. I'm I'm right on board with that. Um, I think it's just a liberating conversation to have, really. Yeah, absolutely. I think so it's one transparent. Of the things, uh, one of the things that I would like to like finish this conversation with is... Like, Wait, we, we, it, didn't, we didn't finish yet. On, oh, no. Pause that real quick. Uh, okay. One more game in the Blizzard franchise. Yeah, I've been Starcraft playing it a lot Blitz. with Chris. Oh, Heroes of the Storm. Yes. Yeah, yes. that game will take your money because shit's not cheap in that game. 
Well, yeah, I'd say so. I'm glad that they have the sales system rolling in now, so that's nice. So you can pick up things on the cheap. But what's your uh, what's your oh, wager? If I were to guess on Heroes of the Storm, I mean, I'd probably say like two hundred bucks. Close. I'm at two hundred sixty dollars seventy four cents. Okay. I honestly thought it would be higher. Yeah. But the saving grace, at least with the Hearthstone and Heroes of the Storm uh, expenditures. I've been doing this thing where I have like a rotating inventory of console games, and I'll just turn those in to GameStop. I know everyone hates that, but I'll turn them in for there, and I'll just get uh, Blizzard cash. So nice. I'll play games quickly, and then I'll just turn them back over. Like Master Chief, I finished Halo 4 a couple weeks ago, turned that in along with a couple other games I had finished, get some money. It just goes to the Blizzard friend fund. I know it's going to be spent eventually. It's just like I just kind of... It, it won't come out of my bank account, you know. Right. So that money is already spent as far as I'm concerned. So that's a little bit of a saving grace there. So anyways, uh, last thing that you want to talk about? Yeah, so, I mean, we're in this era of where everyone's trying sort of the free-to-play model. Um, and especially in the Destiny community recently, there's been a lot of bitching about, um, you know, what is the value of certain content and that certain that idea of being owed content and being you know because the game released in a subpar oh yeah um, you know state that they're like well they should just make it up for you know they should just you they know, want make like it up dividends by releasing yeah they want they want yeah they want you know free stuff you know if if this is something that you consider if video gaming is something that you consider a hobby and you're playing a lot of free to play games you know and it's not a divisive measure by any means but you know, consider where your money is going and support the people that you want to support. You know, if if retro, retroactively, like, you've spent, you know, a thousand hours in Destiny or, you know, you've spent 300 hours in Rust or something like that, you know. <laughs> yeah, just, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, just an oddball yeah, number. I'm yeah, arbitrarily just pulling, throwing just it out there. a number out there. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, you know, <laughs> if, if when they release their next game or when they release new content, consider giving them money for their efforts because these are guys and gals out there that are just you know they're trying to make a living and make something fun in a very lucrative and very to be honest like stressful and strenuous um uh market because there's just so much content out there and they're trying to make money um if you have fun with something you know give them give them more money especially in the free-to-play model like consider giving them some money and i <clears throat> it's something that you know you can think about you know i you know that's kind of where my head's at and i i really find it hard to regret the money i've spent just because of the times i've had and the people i've met with i mean you for example right you right here that to I'm pull a name out of the head. With. right yeah you know like we met through league of legends and it's right, which was a free to play game that we sunk money in yeah, I have no problem spending money on that, you know? And the other part of it is just, I, if I enjoy something, I'm going to invest in it. And maybe my 2000 this is a grand total for Blizzard, $2,450, mm. that paid, like, one guy's paycheck in the last eight years, you know, maybe. Right. Like, a low-level employee. Like a couple weeks. Yeah, like some yeah. low-level employee. Right. Big whoop, like, I'm really keeping the Blizzard ship afloat, but it's not You're that. You're happy to do that, yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know, so. and so I just, 
I see the value in having fun and, you know, I, I don't know. It's a, tricky, I, it's a tricky spot for consumers and enthusiasts because you have something like Netflix that, you know, it's $15 a month and you get unlimited access to all these different shows, you know. But obviously the video game experience is a much more singular experience. I don't know. It's something to think about and something to consider. Yeah, I, I just I I would advise you to just any listeners who are traditionally kind of skeptical or resentful towards that free to play model, and they don't really see the value, and they see the developers or to paying as money for expansions, well, expansions. Right? Yeah, yeah, I mean, that's... like I I just in my mind, this is something that I love doing. This is the like I've been in this hobby. I'd call it more of like a lifestyle at this point, honestly. Like it's just it's so integral to my overall happiness and this is what I love to do and this is the hobby that is so easy to bond with other people over. And I've met even more people through Chris now, like just these people you meet through osmosis of these games and the experiences you share. And I I just I can't find myself kicking myself anytime soon for this. Yeah. I mean, it's it's it's, it's fun to think about it as it's fun to think of the person creating it. That's what I like. And that's why I think like community managers and then like community outreach for these gaming companies is so important even if sometimes they slight the, you know, consumer. I think that that kind of stuff that sort of like recognizing the guy on the other the the creator of what you're enjoying is super important. Well, it ties back into what we also talked about in the first episode about the the creation and how people usually will see that creation and they'll kind of like want they'll 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 admire it and they'll respect it a lot, but when you have that kind of when you there's that distance, you you see a lot of people really uh behind these music artists and like actual artists like painters and sculptors and everything else and they're just like these people are amazing blah 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 but they don't see like the video game creators as artists and they see it as kind of like this money hungry corporation you know Mm. and it's just not quite the same there's some truth to that in some in some forms but you you remember like the little guy too that you know well, I, I just think that part is missed. There's a disconnect there. I sure. don't think gamers like think that there's a person on the other end. They just see the company, right? And they don't. I don't know. It's 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 tough. But yeah. I think there's just Very not that sort of exposure, well, especially when so many people are so, like. It's hard to develop that relationship when so many people are just blindly spending money, right? On the on the product, whether it's like Call of Duty, or right. whether it's you know. Uh, or whether it's blizzard products you know like it's 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 hard to see like well you're just giving them money you know where is the responsibility to the consumer and not every company is like blizzard where they do right by by their consumer most of the time Mm -hmm. you know so there's there's a little bit of like you know send a message with your wallet well, the, the other part, though, when we're talking about, like, tying a face to who's on the other end, and you see, what's the CEO from, for Activision, for Destiny? Or Bungie, rather, sorry. Uh, I don't know who the CEO is. The guy who did that, the interview the other day. The interview, posted. yeah, Luke Smith. It was, yeah, he's the 
uh, lead designer, former community oh, manager. Oh, lead designer, yeah. rather. Yeah. yeah, so not the CEO. Uh, lead designer. So you have this guy going out there and saying these things that are like, I don't care. Go ahead. You're going to buy it? You're not going to buy it. Yeah. You know, you have these people yeah. who are so indifferent towards their consumers, and that's the face that people associate and have, like, right. all this ill will with. So it's, I think, you know, if you want to incite people to spend money on your game put a face behind it and put some like personality right and, and even after the luke it. smith situation with destiny you know where he basically kind of kind of was an asshole to the community and said we know you're gonna buy it like right you're used to buying things like of course you're gonna buy it because you're you're spending money in the game it's like that's not you know like i, I like the problem isn't with me buying it, I just like to have some transparency and be treated with respect and some and so, dignity, you know. Right, I mean, exactly. And so, as soon as this this whole you know fiasco happened, because it his interview didn't print well and it got passed around the internet, and the video didn't get passed around of them joking around and saying you're going to throw money at the screen, you know, like mm-hmm. because because it was between two friends essentially or to, it was a friendly conversation you know it gets turned into this vitriol of you know this, they're trying to get our money like we need to get what's owed to us you know like it becomes this battle whereas <laughs> there's just like it was just a poorly worded interview essentially um, yeah <clears throat> so and then he apologizes he says, if you don't know me my name is Luke Smith and I've known this guy for a while because I used to follow oneup.com uh, religiously, and the One Up Show, which were gaming journalists at at the peak of internet gaming journalism and journalism content, mm-hmm. and this guy was front and center with a lot of the Halo content that was out during Halo Two, Halo One, Halo Three, um, and uh, and and he can be a little scathing at times, you know. But he got hired by Bungie because of his passion and fun-loving nature and sarcasm you know like every the whole package and so when he comes out and he says look i'm sorry if you don't know me i can come across that way absolutely but in previous interviews and interviews with giant bomb and things like that he truly cares about the game and so when we see a guy that kind of botches up like a pr event and things like that and i see a guy that i've known to be a funny guy and appreciated his content over the years and he kind of slights the community you know, acts acts like an ass hat, and then all of a sudden, you know, the next week, of course, it's probably Activision saying, "Hey, you got to apologize because this yeah. could, either that or you're going to get fired. You got to apologize." Of course, he apologizes, but it's from the it's from the heart. Like the guy cares about the game, and what we're really seeing is we're really seeing probably ourselves in that position, a tough spot of. I know that this game is profitable. I'm really excited about it. I probably don't come across really well on camera or in in the written print. Um, and all of a sudden, I make a botched effort, and then I have you know th- hundreds of thousands of fans that are up in arms. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a tough situation, but I, like I that's you need to be very careful in today, especially. I just think the level like the level of momentum that gets behind some of these these uh rants against these companies or individuals is just crazy so it's out of control just needs to be managed a little more diligently yep put your money uh where you want to spend it and the products that you think are nice don't let you know like 
don't essentially go with the little minor waves that are coming in and out of companies, I guess, in this case. It's so. like early access. Stay away from Arc. Oh, man. I, I'm still going to get behind that. You are? Oh, uh, I'm gonna. Well, I'm gonna get behind. Stay away from it. Because, oh, I thought you meant yeah. like get behind getting uh, back into it. I was like, what? No, uh, I mean, the early access problem is an epidemic, and we'll need to we'll need to talk about that in a future episode. But yep, that's a problem, and it's recognizable. I think one of the fellows on the Giant Bomb uh, podcast uh, asked some of the creators from Microsoft. Uh, actually, it was Phil Spencer, I think, and. Another guy uh, that was behind Halo 5 just asking a question. He's like, so what's it going to take for games to stop shipping in a semi-broken state? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and really. they Yeah, and they did. They were like, uh, 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 you know. <laughs> yeah, just. Like, they didn't know. Yeah, it was like, we can always patch it later now with this technology, you know. It's like, yeah, no one cares about that, though. Like, well, we talked about before, like, you built up to this date that you've set on the calendar, you've gotten from E3, you're like, that's the date, then I'm going to play that game, it's going to be awesome, and it comes, and and it's broken as hell. Yeah, SimCity was a train wreck. Train wreck. Oh, I can't, I can't play my game. I can't play the game that I gave you money for. Just brilliant. (laughs) It's, it's very demoralizing as a Even in a broken state, I can't even play it. Like, oh my god. It's um, just yeah, so, oh, but the 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 backlash from stuff like that is righteous, and and the voices are being heard. And I think that now that we're seeing uh, Microsoft and Sony show more games and say these are the dates, and you know Microsoft has something like the Master Chief Collection that is you know like released in a broken state, and we have more early access crap coming out. Um, <laughs> uh, they're paying more attention and the developers are paying more attention to yeah let's let's try and make sure we're remembered for a game coming out at release spot on you right. know and and just like everyone's minds are blown by our experience then they couldn't play it the day that they wanted to and yeah. they needed to wait for a patch <laughs> that is some serious yeah not good yeah. not good so well uh, if it's all right with you, Miles, I think we might call this yeah, let's sign podcast. It off. We'll sign it off. It has been a very good discussion in the second round of the Daily Grind. Uh, we'd appreciate it if any listeners would follow us at Daily Grindcast on Twitter. That's at Daily Grindcast. Cool. Uh, interact with us on our website. If you'd like, leave comments. Uh, that's uh, thedailygrindpodcast.com. That's sponsored by Squarespace. That did a really nice job. Yeah, and, and our site looks great. Yep, it's nice and clean. The embedded um, video, uh, the trailer was really good. So everything looks oh, good. Sharp. Yeah. Good. So seek us out on the internet. We're on the second page. If you look up the Daily Grind, we're on the second page of uh, Google search. And uh, we hope to see you guys. Uh, soon and uh, interact with you on the internet so thanks for joining us on the daily grind again contact us with your thoughts questions concerns considerations at daily grindcast or how much you've spent in games yes no yes yes please come to the confessional (laughs) anyways we will be seeing you next week on the daily grind level six ding